are elite. For everything you need to know about Mercedes Monet's AEW debut, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Welcome to the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast. If you like a lot of wrestling on YouTube, join our cult. Hello and welcome to the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast. Join what? Joined as always by Scary Ross. Oh, this is fantastic, Matthew. I'm downstairs in the podcast studio. We've got these lights that change colour. One behind, one in front. This is going to be me for the entire two hours of the podcast. How are you doing? I was doing great until I looked over. I was like, and about to do the magnificent <laughs> introduction, and it was just you doing this. So, yes, Ross is in Studio A. Do we have names for them, or let's make that up? I'm in the old studio, which isn't as good. You're in Studio Black and White. Ross is in Studio Wolfpack. <laughs> and I am NWO Japan back at home, whatever. I'm Matthew, this is Jack, this is Ross, and we're going to talk wrestling for a bit. We haven't seen each other for two weeks, because these two lads had a nice little holiday. So Matthew, the world is wanting wait, to know... Wait, that sounds like we went away together. <laughs> yeah, I like that. The world wants to know, how was it, lads? Jack, I'd, you first. I had a great relaxing little time. And now that I'm back in the office, even though it's all distanced and everything, I feel a lot more positive, just have a bit more structure to my day. Do you know what I mean? It feels good. I'm raring to go as we speed down the road towards the biggest party of the summer, Matthew. How was your time off, Ross? Absolutely fantastic, Jack. Thank you so much for asking. I did absolutely sweet F all. I went to a butcher's in the country. That's the most strenuous thing I did. And I had my eyes opened at the meats, the sheer girth of all of the meats you can buy from a butcher's. I dropped upwards of 80 pounds on meat. That was the most strenuous thing I did all week. And it was fantastic. Oh, what type of meats did you get? Yeah. I got sirloins. I got ribeyes. I got a few pork chops. I got a couple of varieties of sausages. I got all sorts. All the fun of the fair. I'd never been to a proper butcher's before, and that was the first time I'd been to a proper butcher's, and I will go there again. I doubt I'll ever buy a two-pound steak from Asda ever again. Oh, <laughs> you're done. It's like going from a 
instant coffee to a cafetiere. Oh, yeah, you, can't, you can't go to supermarkets. Fifty percent water sausage. A whole new world. Well, nice to see you both having a butchers. Uh, a lot of people seem to like last week's episode, so no pressure, lads. Can we can we stop for a second, right? Because we need to address this. Adam Pacitti would always have a go at me and Jack for not sticking to the wrestling. The mailbag right at the start of the podcast. Longtime viewers will remember it was five questions. We were forced to bring it down to three because, and I quote, the mailbag has taken too long. A flick on last week's podcast where, you know, certain viewers never want to see me and Jack again on this illustrious podcast. I understand that. It's fine. It's up to you. It hurt my feelings. And I, can't, I can't lie to you. And I see them talking about everything but wrestling. When me and Jack are told, stick to the wrestling, lads. Oh, prick. <laughs> also, Matthew, because Pacini always comes out with just rubbish Hall of Fame picks, doesn't he? Like whenever he's on, he just comes out with like a rubbish one. I've heard that rumour. Now, I also am partial to a crap last-minute Hall of Fame pick, as this week will attest. But the response when Pachi does one is far more positive than when I do one. What's going on? He's like Radiohead and I'm like busted and I don't understand. Yeah, what a great analogy. Look, some people just have the gift of the gab and they can sell the glasses off your own face back to you. And well, the hypocrisy runs wild, man. <laughs> the hypocrisy. There's one set of rules for us and another for the guy who has the majority stakeholder in the company. But that's the past besides that. <laughs> Ain't it great? <laughs> I'm just in the middle here, like, I'm neutral. Uh, all right, so... Um, You're not the like one, you must. No, I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> as much as I like seeing uh, all my dads arguing, we'll move on to the news. Uh, not much this week. Some good news to start off with. MVP has signed a multi-year extension. I think it's good because he's one of the best talkers right now in WWE. Love everything he does on Raw. Uh, the United Wrestling Network between the NWA, Thunder Inc. and Fight TV announcing a brand new live weekly wrestling pay-per-view series. Looking to be the spiritual successor to NWA Power. Maybe have four R's on the end this time. Like mm-hmm. you know, Taz went to WWF and added the Z. And that's going to debut on September 15th. And pretty much all the little news. The big news this week is the sad news that uh, Kamala, the Ugandan giant, passed away. And I'm looking at the positives of this. He was 70, which for a wrestler who was big in the 80s, that's a, that's like 200 years old. So big ups to Kamala there. And it has been interesting looking at Kamala. Because people, youngins are like, wait, what? What do you mean you had this guy pretending to be like this crazy from from the deepest, darkest jungles of Africa? I'm like, yeah, it was the 80s. It was a different time. But he was awesome. He was good. He did it well. Yeah. And uh, my biggest like memory of Kamala is that first casket match against The Undertaker when he sells the terror so well. It's really good. I like him. Yeah, any memories of Kamala, Ross? WrestleMania 17 is the one that, that comes to my mind straight away when he made his big comeback. And obviously all the belly slapping and stuff, it's stuff us, us big lads like to do in my spare time in front of the mirror. That's all we like to do, paying homage to Kamala. So all of that malarkey for Kamala. What a shame, eh? It's a shame, but had a hell of a career. Uh, wrestled for decades. Even had that 2005 match for the Ring of Honor World Championship with Brian Danielson. What? I watched that on I Reddit. I have seen that. That was amazing, yeah. 
Can't remember why it happened, but it happened. So, yeah. My favourite memory of Kamala was, I think I've saw this a bunch of times, but I'll be quick. SummerSlam 92, making his way down the giant mask, Kim Chi trying to control him, that thumping music he had playing, and, 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 and just Bobby Heenan going, he's going to put The Undertaker in a pot and cook him. I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, I can't wait to see that. And then Heenan, uh, what's he say afterwards? He goes, after that, he's going to go crazy in Wembley Stadium. He's never seen so many people. And just the idea of, Kamala not only eating Undertaker live on pay-per-view, but then going, you know what, I'm not done, and just killing some kids. <laughs> oh, <laughs> me. So thank you very much for come up there to Kamala. And that's pretty much the news we have this week, unless there's anything I'm missing off that was worth bringing up that we're not going to bring up later on. Um, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. There's some stuff that we'll cover in yeah. this week in wrestling, but maybe... I mean, to make the, things not wrestling, we're back in recession here in the UK. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, just, the, yeah. Oh, news. <laughs> That's nice. Um, there's SummerSlam. Uh, apparently won't take place in the Performance Centre. Oh, will it not? Apparently not. Oh. Not according to WrestleVotes on Twitter. They're cheeky scamps, them lads, aren't they? They are. Yeah, they are. Oh, yeah. bloody hell. They are, Matthew. They're cheeky scamps somehow. They, they get the scopes. Them. Oh, they they get the scopes, and then more times than not, they're right with the scopes. It's like that pizza in America. They have the scopes. It's like that Reddit user who was... He always got the pay-per-view right. He always got the results right. Dolphin or something. Dolphin someone. Ziggler. Dolphin... Oh, there was Ziggler? Of course it was. No, 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 no. uh, You're thinking of Mystic Meg. Right, 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 right. What's she up to these days? There she was on the National Lottery every Saturday night, and then she's never seen again, is she? Going to have a little Google on her Oh, Wikipedia. she's still alive. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, well, breaking news, Mystic Meg has passed away. I'll, I'll get back to you probably at the start of the next segment because my phone's being slow. That's a, if if she's right, still that, alive. That's, that's Pachiti cutting off the 4G so you can stick to wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> if she is still alive, I think we should get her in for a guest segment every pay-per-view again, just predicting the results, and then we'll see if it's right. <laughs> like Loro's mm. predictions for BBC Sport on the Premier League, but for yeah. wrestling and with Mystic Meg. Who, who doesn't like Mystic Meg? Oh, that octopus with the balls. Paul. <laughs> Paul was that the That octopus name. with the balls. No. <laughs> Cool. Well, that is definitely the end of the wrestling news segment. We'll move on to the next wrestling segment, which is the Hall of Fame. Speaking about Paul's, Paul Chuckle now lives in Greece. Oh, good for him. Wrestling. (laughs) Everybody get excited for the Cultaholic Hall of Fame. The Hall of Fame segment. See, can I just quickly give a can I quickly give a Mystic Mega? Yeah, yeah. I'm ready. So her real name's her real name is Margaret Ann Lake. Uh, and she's from... No way! Where would you guess Mystic Meg was from in the UK? Surrey. Matthew? York. Well, you're closer, because she's from Accrington. Oh. You'd never have guessed that. Anyway, uh, in 2015, Meg launched a website featuring horoscopes, personalised readings, and a telephone hotline hosted by a selection of her favourite professional psychics. She left the Sun, where she was writing, in Ooh. January 2015. She left there, but then returned in 2016. Ah, bugger. Citation. Oh, don't want to work with that. That was it. Okay, great. The Hall of Fame segment, a bit with wrestling in it. Last week's 
Oh, pandemonium-filled episode. So, oh, well, I'm not liking this, actually. Yeah, you know what? I've changed my mind. Last week's episode sucked. In third place, Twister Lolly, 30%. To bring people up to speed, we were deciding what is the UK's best ice lollies from the three that we picked, because obviously we know more than anybody else. Twister was my pick, third place. This is why we're in a recession. Second place, Fruit Pastels Ice Lolly, 34%. Twitter's better than that. that that's, that's not the number of people who voted for it. That's the recommended daily income <laughs> for Adam Pacitti's... And first place, the Calipo, with 36%. Oh, only 2% out Calipo? of it, though. I mean, You can get all, the juice in the, get all the juice in the bottom once, yeah. you've, once you've had it. Yeah. Do you know what it nice. is, or are you just expressing amazement? Oh, it's Calipo, isn't it? Yeah, Calipo. I'd say Calipo. I think I'd say Calipo. Oh. I don't know. I don't know. We're going to get the semantics right here, haven't we? Pat McAfee drinks Calipo. <laughs> Calipo, maybe? Whatever. Uh, yeah, that won quite decisively. So, well done, Tom. That's Tom of the best episode of the podcast we've ever done, fame. Uh one it's like thing. right. It's it's like it's like when the substitute teacher comes in and everyone's like, "This person's <gasps> yes. way more fun," but they're not as good a teacher, are they? Really? Come on now. You want your regular teacher back once you get a bit older and you realise what's going on. Yeah, what the you're right. Is. We didn't learn much last week. No, as opposed to this week. <laughs> One little amendment to last week that I thought we'd bring into this week to make you guys part of the conversation was the fact that some people didn't like the fact that stuff like magnums included in the definition of ice lollies. That's not an ice lolly. Yeah, well, that's what they said. I went with the, the argument, well, look, is it in the ice lolly section at Tesco's or Sainsbury? Yeah, cool, there. It's not a separate bit, it's whatever. So I thought, okay, you guys are in. The, the A-team is back, yay. Why don't we decide it on this week's episode? So, well, Jack, you've had absolutely. your holiday out in the sun, out in the sun enjoying yourselves, uh, eating your meat. What... Is your favourite chocolate ice lolly? Me? It's not oh, yeah. a chocolate ice lolly. It's an ice cream encased in chocolate. It's okay. not an ice lolly. I'm sorry. Th- by that definition, then. Magnums. Magnums are the one. Do you want a variation of Magnum? Maybe, as long as it's not the same one as mine. It's how the mood takes me, Matthew. Sometimes you just want a classic Magnum. Sometimes you want a white chocolate Magnum. Sometimes one of the caramel ones. I'll go for the classic milk chocolate Magnum. Just bog standard milk chocolate Magnum. Nice, yeah. Or the Any nut one. Reason? The nut, the nut one's nicer too. The little Ooh. nutty one. Ooh, Sophie's choice time now, Jack. Which one? Uh, just the cl- I'll just go for the classic. Just the classic one. Are you sure? Yes. Uh, okay. So Magnum it is for Jack. Ross. It's what's also your favorite mag- ice cream. It's also Magnum for me, but my favorite variation of the Magnum is the boxes of various assortments of mini magnums you get. And you buy several boxes of them and then eat them all because you're getting the best of all worlds then. But in my mind, it counts as one meal because it comes in one box. (laughs) Oh, don't do a Pachidi. I think it's a fair fair caveat. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. Well, this is going to be a very disappointing one, but actually I like it if it's a three-way tie. So we've got normal box standard, Magnum. We have a box of Magnums. Magnumite, the plural. I'm going with white chocolate Magnum. Okay, fair oh. enough. And even I better, can... when your local corner shop doesn't have a Magnum, 
and it has the knockoffs of Magnum that taste exactly the same, but they're half the price. <laughs> yes. Tell you what, I had my eyes open to this week. You know when you're scrolling down Facey B and you get the random adverts pop up? I had one of those pop up. Some sick, horrible person was making a Marmite ice lolly. What? And I could not believe my eyes. I, no, that's just a thing that shouldn't work. But it doesn't go together. Yeah. Your thoughts on this? Oh, well, there you go. No, no, no. no I, I, yeah. When it comes to the idea of a Marmite ice lolly, it's like Marmite and else. There's people who hate it and people who are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, people... I'll tell you what, though. I, I was going yeah. around Home Bargains as well just to continue my week off. I went to Home Bargains as well. In Home Bargains, you can buy Lynx Africa shower gel, which has got Marmite in it. It's called Lynx Africa Marmite, and I had to pick it up. And when you use it, it looks like Marmite. And you smell like Marmite, it turns out. So why, they've it, why, they've, why they've... Go down to your local home bargains, Matthew, and go to the, the men's shower gel section. You will see Lynx Africa Marmite. And it's worth a go, but if you want to smell like Marmite, that's your perfect thing. <laughs> I can't believe that's a thing. How great would it be if you're like on a blind date and you're waiting for username Sunderland Sucks, whatever, to show up and you smell... Is that Marmite mixed in with Lynx Africa? Oh, no. Oh, please, no, when you're, like, looking for the exit. God. Only, only cost a quid, by the way. It was worth worth the gamble. Didn't There's pay a off reason for that. Didn't pay off at all. Terrible. Okay. Anyway, Hall of Fame. Yeah. Oh. I'm trying to imagine what that smells. Oh, whatever, I'll move on. Yeah, so those are the amazing Hall of Fame picks this week. What? Are they? I thought we were just having a discussion. Oh, do you want one of them yeah, be? me too. I didn't realise <laughs> oh. there was a pick. No, I, right, had, I had a pick. You know what? No pressure, but if they're crap, we're going with the Magnums. So, Jack, what's your non-crap Hall of Fame Have pick? you just taken over the Hall of Fame? What's, what's happened great, in our absence, it? Matthew? What's Mad gone? What's happened here? He's yeah, taken advantage like, of two not-regulars like, last week and like he's carrying it over. Right. It's like Apocalypse Now. He's in the jungle on his own, <laughs> just holding the Hall of Fame. Um, you were messenger, Jack. <laughs> am I Charlie Sheen's dad? And you're... Marlon Charlie Brando. Sheen's da- Martin Sheen. Sorry, sorry, Martin Sheen. And you're, <laughs> Charlie and you're, Sheen's dad. And you're Marlon Brando in this situation. Yeah, I'm as old as him. So is go on, Ross, Jack. You're right. Ross can be, I, Ross can I, be the uh, surfer. I give you the power. What is your well, genuine Hall of Fame pick? I've got a food one and a non-food one. And if we want to carry on the food one, I'll save the non-food one for next week. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to nominate Vianetta ice cream. That's uh, good. Initial, initial thoughts, good. Yeah, good, strong. Fringe right now. Right, because Vianetta is so delicious and satisfying as well. You dig into it and the little crinkly sound as you cut through the, the hard, cold chocolate. Oh, Vianetta is fantastic. It it's looks fancy. ice caps, like separating <laughs> on uh, David Attenborough. It looks fancy, but it's not that fancy and it's just nice. And then when it starts to melt a bit, if you've got a massive bit and it takes you a while to eat, then it, it gets even more delicious somehow. Not the mint one. Not the mint one. Standard vanilla Vianetta ice cream is my nomination. I mean, I agree with you. Vianettas are fantastic, and it's a great way to feel like you're posh for a few quid. But I also like the fact that you're amazed that you go, Matthew, why are you trying to turn this into a Hall of Fame segment for your own? We're not going to just have ice lollies. <laughs> so anyway, here's this ice cream. Thanks, yeah. Jack. Ross, what's your non-Magnum Hall of Fame pick? It's going to be my favourite ice cream, actually, Matthew. Um, and it's going to be Mike Kyoto counting to 10. 
Mike Kyoto makes his big return. Oh, oh Matthew, if you haven't seen, just focus on Mike Kyoto counting to 10 next time you see Mike Kyoto referee a wrestling match. Okay. It didn't land as a joke. I apologize. Yeah, the, whole, the nominations Mike Kyoto counting to 10. Nobody puts as much effort into counting to 10 as Mike Kyoto does. The enthusiasm, the, the sweat pouring off his brow. It's an incredible experience to watch. Nearly kills himself just by counting to 10. He gives it, it goes like that. It's unbelievable. Mike Kyoto counting to 10 is my nomination. Because, of course, he returned last night. Amazing. He did, and uh, people haven't decided if he's going to be there permanently or not, if he's just there as a one-shot deal, according to Aubrey Edwards on Twitter. But, yeah, it's nice to see him. But in a weird way, though, I don't notice referees doing that because I wasn't it a thing that a good referee won't be noticed? That's yeah. why, like, Slick Johnson would always annoy me because he was trying to get himself more over than the wrestlers. But, okay. <sighs> I'll, I'll have to have a look at the referee next time I'm watching a match. He got one chance to do it uh, during the Cody versus Scorpio Sky match, and he did not, did not disappoint. He still got it. He, he can still count to 10. That, well, that's why he's getting paid the big bucks. <laughs> Good lad. Now, everybody can do that. Well, my pick is the white chocolate magnum. I'm standing tall on this one, lads. It's a hot, hot, sweaty time for the UK, and there's nothing I want more right now not even out of recession is a lovely white chocolate magnum or even the knockoffs magnum and that's that those are the three hall of fame picks this week we'll recap them again jacks was not the ice lolly or ice cream that's ridiculous it's vianetta <laughs> you know dead posh because it sounds foreign ross's is mike chioda counting to 10 only counting to 10, doing anything else. DQs is not, that's next week. Uh, throwing up the X, that's also the week afterwards. It's only doing the 10. He's also, he's also very good at that. He does like, like nobody else, the way he throws up that X. I just wish I had the mannerisms and the, the sort of flamboyance and grace of Mike Kyoto. It's incredible. He, it's like, he's like liquid white chocolate magnum, which is my third pick. And you can, of course, vote for any of those amazing picks. Helps us one of the ice cream ones, just saying, by going to patreon.com forward slash cultaholic. What's the what's the other frontman from Lincoln Park called? Not Chester Bennington, the other one. His name sounds like Mike Sheet. Mike it, Mike yeah. Mike Shinoda. Mike Shinoda. Mike Mike Shinoda. Yeah, Mike yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Mike Shinoda, isn't it? There we go. Yeah, that was it's really... his impact wrestling name. Oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, I got there. Yeah, Mike the, Shinoda. There we go. I got there in the end. <laughs> You're teasing me. <laughs> it doesn't even matter. <laughs> and that is the Hall of Fame bit. That says this week in the wrestling. It's this bloody week in the wrestling. Ah. Uh, this week in wrestling. Oh, it's SmackDown. So it's time for the new feature where instead of talking about SmackDown because I didn't watch it, I bring up a fun fact. Did you know that when the CIA found Bin Laden's uh, compound, they found a variety of different files on his hard drive, including Ice Age, Dawn of the Dinosaurs, Final Fantasy VII, 171 episodes of Tom and Jerry, and a Mr. Bean episode. A man of taste. Apparently. A man of culture, that Osama Bin Laden. <laughs> and again, not that interesting, but probably a lot more interesting than this. Number one, we open with the Firefly Funhouse. Bray criticizes Strowman for letting him attack Alexa Bliss. 
Later the fiend is again threatening Alexa in the ring, but she strokes his mask for some reason. Strowman appears on the Tron on FaceTime and says he doesn't give a damn about Bliss. He only cares about destroying the fiend. He tells the fiend to face his fears at SummerSlam. Mm. Lot of things lot of things wrong with this this story on SmackDown, I feel. Lot of things wrong with it. Ross, you're the man who picks out flaws in wrestling. What did you think? Uh it, I'm quite on board with the idea of Alexa Bliss aligning with Bray Wyatt in some weird way, becoming like not a disciple, but like, you know what I mean? That's the way she was sort of like, oh, don't hurt me. Heal me, maybe, it was, instead. His it was, it was weird. Oh, was that yeah. what it was? Maybe. Oh. That's what I was... He was, he was sort of holding up the hurt glove, wasn't he? And then she was like, no. Strokey, strokey. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I thought Braun Strowman died. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what to make of that. <laughs> so obviously not. Most to, I guess when he got bit by the snake, it was we were seeing his, his trip as the poison coursed through his veins, maybe. I don't know. It's up to your own interpretation. Uh... Yeah, Braun Strowman's a... I don't know what to make of it, to be honest with you. I, I, I'm quite... The only bit I was sort of intrigued by was Alexa Bliss maybe aligning with Bray Wyatt and messing with Braun Strowman somehow. Jack, is the true analysis here at, at Cultaholic, what did you make of this performance by all three combatants? Uh, it was weird, wasn't it? I didn't I didn't like the angle that the promo was shot at because Braun was very, very close to... He was like... Pov. I can't even get close enough. Pov camera. He was really close. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. I can't work out if Bray is going to win and then we're going to finally get Goldberg back in to beat him and then we'll get Reigns versus Goldberg. That was a because... bit of news we missed because he, he, he called Reigns a joke this week, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Goldberg went in on Roman Reigns, yeah. <laughs> but wasn't that like... Did you not I'm say not this, I'm not wanting to bash the news section, but was it like a little joke at the end and the rest of it was putting him over? And then was everyone it? heard that I little only... bit at the end and was like, oh, Goldberg calls out Roman Reigns. Click yeah. I don't know. He's, I think he said I've got nothing good to say about the guy. I thought that was a Have joke. we read different things? Stone silence. Yeah. yeah. Like, wait a minute. I didn't read that. Maybe, maybe I, I wrote one of those kayfabe news articles and thought it was real. My child is <laughs> breaking down in front of my eyes, yeah? Goldberg's a dick. How can you not have any good, good words to say about the big dog? The big dog was rude to, to Goldberg first, wasn't he? Yeah, he prefers the it big was all, cat. It was all—it was all Sam's fault, actually. Sam, uh, Sam did the tweet that sparked this whole feud. Sam, oh god, that's right, I forget. Yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah. Just speaking about Goldberg, by the way, my mum sent me this in the post. Look at that. It's my ticket from the WCW house show at the Teddy West Arena that in two thousand. Whoa, there and that's is. from the second tour they did. So <laughs> most of those people were actually there. They were the first tour they did where they weren't. They were all there, I think. I think Hogan was the only big name sort of not there. Sting was there. Um, yeah, someone, I tweeted this the other day and someone put the full card on there. It was a big card. My only memory, yeah. though, is bloody Kwee Wee. <laughs> oh. I think it was Kwee Wee versus Norman Smiley uh, early on in the card. That's the only thing I can remember. I was only eight. That's good times because, yeah, uh, again, go off the rails a bit there, but the first tour they did must have been about February or so in the UK. Drew some of the biggest crowds they would have anywhere in the world. I think one of them had like 10,000 people there. And there was no one there. There was none of the stars. And one of them had the Mamelukes versus the Harris Brothers as one of the main events one night. <laughs> Apparently people were leaving or booing or going, what? And then one of the Harris Brothers got on the mic and said something like, how dare you not show respect or whatever. And yeah, but they would, that's what they were doing in America at the time. They'd advertise these guys and just go, I had an idea. 
It's amazing to wow. think of now. Like, wow, imagine if they advertised all these people and they didn't show up. And they ended up on <laughs> Watchdog with Anne Robinson because of it. <laughs> Shut up. No, they didn't. Yeah. Yeah, because people were going, wait a minute, I paid this money for these guys and they weren't there. And WWE went, yeah, that's a good point, actually. So, good Anne times was, there. Anne, Anne was more of a WWF fan, wasn't she? She always had them on, the weakest link. Yeah, she's always hated Goldberg, even before it was popular. Yeah. Matt Riddle beats Sheamus via DQ when... Oh, is this real? Shorty G interferes. Oh, is that still a thing? Uh, Riddle beats up Gable, then Sheamus beats him up for costing him the match. Good job, Shorty G. Oh. He just got beaten up by two lads. He ran in and just got dealt with immediately. <laughs> Later, Sheamus blames Corbin for Gable's interference and faces Corbin in a singles match. Sheamus wins after a distraction from Riddle. Ooh. It was a long, drawn-out part of the show, and it didn't thrill me. <laughs> I liked one part of it, though. I liked that Sheamus was actually upset about losing the match because normally they're just like, oh, I lost, I'm off backstage now, see you later. But no, he was like, they mentioned the winner's purse on the commentary, which is something WWE don't normally do. And I liked, I liked that aspect of it, sort of making it a bit more, bit more real. Fair enough. Mm. Just to try and make something positive of this bit. <laughs> That's very good of you. Thank you. Yeah, and I think, yeah, I must have read a different thing that Goldberg said because the recent one is, yeah, they are going at it. So I was wrong. Sorry about that. Yes, Goldberg is a dick. Uh, Miz and Morrison mock Mandy Rose before inviting out Sonia Deville. She says she enjoyed making Mandy as ugly on the outside as she is on the inside and says Mandy's image is the only talent she ever had. Took her notice. Oh, Otis is back. Run out to send the heels scurrying away like the cowardly dogs they are. I got a bit bored while I was writing. <laughs> Beautiful <laughs> prose. Later, the two tag teams have a match which ends in a no contest when Mandy runs out to attack Sonya. She's had a bit of a haircut, so Cole doesn't recognise her at first. Who the hell is that? <laughs> right. Uh, any thoughts there, Jack? She, the haircut wasn't that drastic. It's gone from really long to about there. If, it's you, not did, like she's if like, you did squint, though, you might think it's Renee Young. If you were sat like oh. that and she came running from the distance, maybe a mile or two away, you might think, oh, that might be Renee. <laughs> <laughs> well. Then say Dorado bravely faces Cesaro but loses. Good effort, though. Steph has a Zoom meeting with Sasha and Bailey from the Tron. Yeah. Some of this you gotta make up at this point, no. Jack. Oh where? She it wasn't, says, they didn't call they didn't call it a Zoom meeting, but it oh, looked okay. they got in the ring in full like not you know, not ring gear, but you know when wrestlers wear their cool wrestler clothes outside yeah. the ring. And then Steph's just on the on the tron just in her house. It was really bizarre. She says Sasha will defend the raw women's title at SummerSlam and books a triple brand battle royal for next week's SmackDown to determine Bailey's SummerSlam challenger. Steph's promo is literally a PS2 cutscene. It was really weird. It was so weird. What was bad about it? Not Just her delivery it. was very... It was like she was like at the start of a mission in like an old GTA or something. She was like, and Bailey, you will face Asuka on Raw and maybe if Asuka wins, she will go on to fit. And it was just very like... Clearly she'd like had it all properly scripted out for her and it was just... Yeah, it was weird was like every time there was a person or a location, it would appear in a different font. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bailey at the that's Summer the second, Fest. That's the second time she's done that, though. Remember at Money in the Bank when she was speaking to Dana Brooke from a different room while being in the same room? <laughs> in, a, yeah. in a different country. 
Uh, then Retribution trash the arena to close the show. They send Cole and Corey running, attack the PC guys in the crowd, and chainsaw the ring ropes. And it's, just, it's just one of those days where you don't want to wake up. That, that was Tom Campbell's joke. He, uh, he inspired me to put that in. So good job, Tom. Oh, like a chainsaw. chainsaw. Yeah, Skinny Biscuit. Raw. Big Limp Biscuit fan, Tom, apparently, I've learned. Well, he knows that song. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Retribution, uh, they look really threatening. We'll talk about them on Raw. Any other thoughts on SmackDown? <laughs> you couldn't even sound convinced. Yeah, they look really threatening. <laughs> no, uh, it, it's fun. You're right. Sometimes you need to step away and not watching SmackDown, just reading this is great. It's like, yeah. Trying to visualise it in your head, you're like, okay, Steph in a Zoom call. You need you need to watch it's that. Steph in a seg- Zoom, is Steph in a Zoom call going to be... Shorty G next week. Yeah. <laughs> you need to watch that segment where they where Retribution run out just because they run they go for the commentary table and the speed that Michael Cole flees at is absolutely mm. astonishing. He think no one's told him that it's not real. He thinks that it's real because he's just he's just gone out of there. It's amazing. No, he didn't recognise him at first. He thought it was Mandy. <laughs> <laughs> Monday Night Raw, which I did watch. Uh, Seth and Dominic signed their SummerSlam contract, and Seth says Big Dom, don't Google that, is allowed to bring his kendo stick. Seth then beats Humberto Carrillo in a match before he and Murphy destroy Dom with kendo stick shots. I like this. Anytime a kid gets beat up on TV, um, five stars, best Raw in some time. And they absolutely twatted the lad. <laughs> did you see the shots of him? Oh, Mark he looked like he'd been out in the sun too long with near cream. He was absolutely spanked. Good lad, Dominic. Welcome to wrestling. Any thoughts there, Ross? That was it, wasn't it? Well, you're watching it happen and you're thinking outside of kayfabe, this is just Dom paying his dues. I have to say that word like that, otherwise it comes out differently otherwise. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work in a Newcastle accent, does it? Paying his dues. Nah. And he paid them all and then some. Everything he's done so far... It's been fantastic. I was looking back, the, the angle with Brock, it's Survivor Series when him and Ray did the double six one nine. The beatdown he took off Brock, remember that when he was flying around? That was unbelievable. That When he beat down Seth and Buddy, he got that, the mood of that to a T. He, was, he couldn't stop him. He was Radio Rental. And then taking that beating has been fantastic as well. So I, ca- I can't wait to see him wrestle. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, I'm generally looking forward to the, the match going to have at SummerSlam. Zina Vega denies poisoning Montez Ford. In brackets, what on earth did I miss when I was off? Oh, did what you happened? see the role? No, what happened? How did Montez <laughs> oh Ford get God. poisoned? Montez Ford was like, he's wrestling and then he's like, oh, I feel a bit off. It's all right, it's all right. You know, like Shawn Michaels when he wrestled Owen Hart. He's like, I'm all right, I'm all right. And he's like, yeah, Montez Ford, hot tag, do the warrior thing. And then he's like, oh, blah, 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 blah. and then he died. And then the match was brought to a stunning end. And then they were like, Montez Ford has been poisoned. Clarify, that's not anything else that's currently going viral right now. Oh, my God. And they were like, who poisoned Montez Ford? And like, wasn't us. Wasn't us. And that's the storyline. Then later on, Angelo Dawkins beats Andrade before Bianca Belair beats Vega and says that Ford will be back in time for SummerSlam. That still sounded so weird when you said Angelo Dawkins beat Andrade. With a spine buster, no less. Unbelievable. <laughs> I could not believe my eyes. It's a good spine buster. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think it's the beat they go to and fro until SummerSlam, so... You're right, yeah, on paper that's really weird, but, you know, they got beat up a bit, so... Yeah, I know. Was the Spinebuster on Anderson's finisher, or did he just do it really well? It was his finisher. It was his finisher, right, okay. It was a mix between <clears throat> that and the I'm-gonna-punch-y duck DDT. 
Yeah, yeah. Whatever works. Arn was a, was a very smart man. MVP and his boys are in the ring for the VIP lounge. Apollo Crews interrupts and goes back and forth with MVP on the mic. He rushes the ring and throws a settee over the top rope. It's funny. <laughs> Apollo then <laughs> says here. Apollo then loses to Shelton Benjamin after distraction from Lashley. Lashley puts him in the full Nelson after the match, but MVP tells him to stop. He needs Apollo healthy for their title match at SummerSlam. MVP then tries to cheap shot Apollo anyway, so Apollo kicks in the head and buggers off. Yeah. I love MVP, Shelton and Lashley. Every time Apollo does anything, it's like, ah, oh, I like you less. It's why a, did MVP... Go on. No, sorry, go on. go on after you. Well, why did MVP say don't hurt him and then immediately try and hurt him? Because he's smart. No, it wasn't smart. He had him. <laughs> it was so silly. What were you saying, Ross? I will just say, like, just have Apollo Crews talk less because that is his massive weakness, isn't it? It just makes you... That promo, I saw the promo when we were off, when he's, he's won the title, and he's like, oh, it's really good, this, I've won the title. <laughs> I've won the title, yeah. I've won the title. Yeah. Uh, it's just like, oh, you just, like, talk less, wrestle more. His wrestling's the undeniable strength of him, so just let him do that more. Just, yeah. Highlight the yeah. strengths. Hide the weaknesses. Right, that's why I was hoping he'd join up with MVP, just so someone could talk for him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, well. Retribution are bloody here again, it says here. The scamps... They throw cinder blocks through a glass door and trash a car in the parking lot. What are they like? <laughs> I love these notes. So yeah, crazy. these are the fearsome um, small people. So we're running ragged. Are they two or five live? Are they Adam Cole in disguise? Who knows? All we know is <laughs> with that cinder block gone, there'll be no children's hospital built. Any thoughts there, Ross? It's pathetic, isn't it, really? I don't know what was it. It's just... I don't know what when they rocked up and set fire to the generator. It was actual children. The the height of them it had to have been. It couldn't have been proper wrestlers. Uh, I don't know what to make of it. I don't know what the point of it is. Uh, like obviously they're gonna like at some stage go like aha, it's us, Alan Partridge. I've done it again. <laughs> <laughs> We've Christ. put a, a, a thing through your window and tipped your car upside down and egged your house and stuff. Uh, and then where does it go from there? I don't know how they pull this around. It's just, it's just weird, isn't it? It's, I don't know what you make of it. It's just, and they're, they're, trying it... to, they're trying to make it real, aren't they? But like, why would they air it on the pre-recorded wrestling show and the camera angles they're using? It's just, I don't know what, what they're doing. I don't know what they're going for. See, I like to get motivated on these little angles. And as soon as it starts, was the referee saying, get out of here. And then one of the kids goes, no. You get out of here. <laughs> you're like, whoa. Remember when Harley Race did that, the flare in 83? <laughs> and I think it's because, you know, Tazawa's shown up with all these lads with ninja outfits because, one, it means they can just reuse guys because there's not that many at the performance center. It also means that these guys get to wear masks, so that's cool. Now we've got these guys who are trying to be anti fur, but you can't say that. They've got masks. So I think that's the thing. So we're going to have next week bank robber gimmick, uh, ski man, and I don't know, Batman. Jason Voorhees. Yeah, Batman <laughs> will show up. There we go. Shredder. What is what Shredder. is fantastic though? You know Jordan Omegba him, the like the twelve foot ninja mm. guy. He's yes. just shame up man's like bouncer now and nobody's battered an eyelid. <laughs> he was clearly a ninja one week and now he's the bouncer this week for Raw Underground and nobody's asking any questions. You're saying that there's not two twelve foot massive lads in 
That's exactly what I'm saying. Right, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Now, they're building up to him versus the giant ninja match at SummerSlam. <laughs> Mickey James is back and says she has gold on her mind. Lana and Natalia are here to talk about TikTok and hashtags. It's very confusing. I think it's the match between Mickey and Natalia. Shortly afterwards, Ricochet and Cedric team with the Viking Raiders to beat the Zawa and his ninjas. One of the ninjas rolls up the Zawa to win the 24-7 title, and it's our truth no way. Now, <laughs> it's more fun reading this than watching the show. What's happened with, what's happened with Natalia? What's she doing then? People have been asking that for a decade. <laughs> she lost. The, she lost the plot, didn't she? When she lost uh, that match to Shayna Baszler. Yeah, she and did. Then, and then somehow Lana split from Bobby, and then Lana ended up with Natalia, and then they they've got mm. the same wardrobe and stuff, and do TikTok together. And okay, yeah, they're both yeah. on the rebound. Right. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, basically. That's basically yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I don't know if Mickey James is actually going to do anything because they keep on having people show up every week, and it's like, hey, it's that person, and they're never seen again. Unless she's the head of retribution. Their their whole energy reminds me of a time at uni when because no don't no don't no right it doesn't matter it doesn't matter that's no 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 I've changed my mind I've changed my mind I've changed my mind it's not going to be good I'll do this go on please tell us it's not going to be good I've changed my mind let's just carry on oh Jack I'm sorry it reminds me of a time at uni when the the girls we were friends with in our group like. The, all the lasses one night went off to a different college in the uni because that's where like the posher lads were and they were like we're gonna go over there because there's no fit lads in Butler we were in Butler and we were like whoa like we're your pals you can't be saying that and then they went off there and guess what they just sat with each other and then came home they didn't even try and get with anyone so that's what Natalia and Lana are, are seeming like to me right now that's you my story you go and spy on these lasses what? Did you go and spy on these lasses on the? No, just one of the ones. Yeah, that's a good one, point, Ross. How did no, you know that they were sat there? One of the group, one of the group, was a bit of a defector. She was more loyal to the lads to us, so she reported back and she told us what had happened. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, Secret agent. No, we were just blatantly. Butler. We were we were all behind the plant pot in the corner of the bar, just like looking at. But they went to Castle College, which is like, uh, the it's so pretentious. The bar's in the dungeon of the castle in Durham. That's where the bar is. Oh, that I sounds cool. Oh, yeah, no, because it was full of no, it was full of Tories. Anyway, that's it. Doesn't matter. Like your dad's Durham the Uni. Dungeon, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's really good stuff. Is what they were. That's what they were like. Uh, that's how they talk in Durham, by the way. <laughs> yeah. uh, Raw Underground time. Riddick Moss beats a guy, <laughs> and then later Shayna Baszler beats three women at once. Right. What are you lads thinking about Raw Underground? Two weeks in. Start off with uh, Ross because Jack needs some time to recharge after that. <laughs> I love the aesthetic of it. I love how different it feels and looks, and I like the grittiness of it. I don't agree with there being absolutely no point of these lads and lasses beating the poo out of each other. What what are they fighting for, apart from Shane McMahon getting a bit more sweaty than he already was? What's the what, 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 what are they fighting for? I don't like that it's Shane McMahon's Raw Underground as they made official this week. It wasn't just Raw Underground. It was Shane McMahon's Raw Underground. The guy... We're going to say he got fired, but it's wrestling. We know that. It's just a storyline. Um, he got fired, but he also was very unpopular before he left. So why debut this brand new thing? It's cool. It's 90s. It's extreme with an X, not an E. And have Shane McMahon front it. That was an issue for me. And another one was like last week we saw Dolph Ziggler, who in, within the realms of kayfabe hasn't been very good at the wrestling for a while now. He loses all of his matches. 
and he rocks up to Raw Underground, and he is the hardest man in the world. And obviously he does the, the Kent State amateur wrestling stuff, so he is, he is good at the amateur wrestling and the shoot fighting and all that malarkey. But surely there's got to be some sort of like parallel between in-ring WWE and Raw Underground. But I just think if they got a point to it, if there was prizes for the fights and maybe, you know, title shots, I think it would be actually quite good. But then again, it raises... I'm having a game of tennis here with myself, as we always do on the podcast. It's like, if that's real fighting, what we're seeing in the performance centre on the in the wrestling ring itself, is that fake? It's that issue. I quite like the aesthetic as my main thing. I like it. It's different. Jack the job. Uh, Ryback was making a very similar point this week. Saying that, oh wow, what a way to bury you, Ross. <laughs> Great minds think alike. Yeah, I'm gonna eat some hot, hot crisps now. He well, was he saying that right back, eat hot crisps on his YouTube channel. Like he seemed to eat hot crisps and go to KFC. What do you mean a hot crisp? Like yeah, the world's like, hottest crisp and all that. Malarkey. Oh, spicy. <laughs> yeah, oh, I thought you meant, right, right, I thought you right. meant... Not, a se- not a sexy crisp. No, yeah. oh. <laughs> no, no. I thought you meant like it's like. I thought you meant that he banged the crisps in the oven or something for a bit and then tried to eat them. He banged the crisps. He shagged the sweet. sexy crisps no, in the oven. He's not Gary, he's not Gary Lineker. Oh, I'm salt just, and vinegar. I'm oh. just a sexy crisp. <laughs> anyway, so, your thoughts on Raw Underground? Well, Ryback was saying that it's bad for wrestling because there's no parallel. So like Ross was saying, Ryback's reasoning was like, why are the punches in Raw Underground more effective than the punches in on Raw, just normal Raw? And he's got a fair point, actually, right back there. So, yeah. Mm. I liked as well how, like, I got, well, I poking, thumb to the eye, was like, whoa, stop it, what are you doing? But when, who was it, Babatunde? I forget his new name. But he'd always be Babatunde to me, or Samson from Netflix's main event. Uh, he grabbed the guy by the nuts for several hours, and not a word was said. There's Come no on. rules. There's no rules. But they're always comes always. to the eye. Yeah, what, yeah. Come on. Yeah, no, I, I heard it. He did that line from Oz where he grabbed them by there and he went, hey, I'm going to give you two hours to get your hands off that. And I thought Ziggler was going to be the Jared Leto role and just get oh, absolutely Christ. battered by someone. Just the, the fight club. Yeah, I wasn't just bringing up Jared Leto. I thought Jared Leto in general. No, no. <laughs> He's going to come in, annoy everybody, and then leave. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. I did. I saw. I'm going to nick this off Twitter again. I did it in my video this week. I feel bad for not knowing who put this out there. I like the idea that Shane McMahon is like behind Retribution and he's using Raw Underground as like a recruitment slash oh. training facility. I think that's quite a nice way to get out of the Retribution crap. <laughs> mm. I'm sorry again for whoever came up with that. I've nicked it off somebody on Twitter. Hey, you steal, steal from the best or right back. If, if, <laughs> Shane McMahon, if Shane McMahon is Edward Norton in this scenario, who's his Tyler Dirt? Who's the other Shane McMahon? There's got to be a funny answer. Come on, Matthew. Okay. Yeah, you're right. There is a funny answer. Yeah. I don't know where it is. I can't find it. I was thinking. I can't think of anyone in the roster that's cool as Brad Pitt. <laughs> like, nothing. Brad, Brad Pitt's the best. Love Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt auditioned for the role in Phantasm 2 and didn't get it. Oh. I like sharing that. Sorry, I got the box yeah. there this week. Yeah. Um, with Raw Underground, I'm with you, Ross. I actually I think I'm more positive than you for a change, which is amazing. It's why I bring it up. I think it could be good. The the, the fact that they're trying to make it a bit weirder and different, uh, and using Shane McMahon's name as one of these attitude era guys that they rely upon to put people over, great. 
the fact that they're not doing it is odd to me. Like, they have guys like Ruiz come in. hope I'm getting the name right, sorry. And he wins a match. They cut the hell out of it. And then you almost don't even know what's happened. You have to be told, he's won! You're like, oh, did he? Thanks, I literally couldn't tell with that kaleidoscope of a camera you're using. But at the same time, I'm looking forward to it if they turn around and go, no, how about we have one dude, like, win three matches every Raw in, like, seconds, and then, like, we build him up, and then he shows up on normal Raw, and he's a badass. That would be great. Happy with that. So if they can fix it, I'm optimistic for it. I'm waiting I, I don't really care, the quick thing, I don't really care that they go, this is real wrestling. This is, I don't really, it doesn't really bother me. Hmm. As I'm long as he carries that on, whoever does it, if it's Shane or who was, carries on that style and isn't, you know, hitting Snapmare takedowns as soon as they get in the ring. <laughs> I'm just waiting for Cody to crash through the wall in a tank and arrest everybody. You are all under arrest. There it is. Street yeah. Fighter reference. There we go. No yes. weapons. No weapons. <laughs> Where we are. Asuka beats Bailey to secure a war women's title match against Sasha at SummerSlam. This was a good match. Mm-hmm. That's all I got. It was Anybody else? Yeah, no, yeah, it was a yeah. good match. Yep, there you go. And Orton beats Kevin Owens in the main event. Flair says he wants Orton to beat his world title record. Orton, shockingly, who could have seen it coming, turns on Flair and low blows him because he can't take any move right now before punt kicking him as the lights go out, like the Sopranos. <laughs> what do you think, Jack? <clears throat> uh... Well, Flair, Flair was good on the mic. I mean, Flair was good on the mic. That's not a very revolutionary thing to say. But I was quite surprised at the tone of it. It was a very emotional promo. And then, I don't know about the finish with the lights. I know why they did it, because obviously you can't have him actually boot Flair in the head. But Alvarez, I think it was saying on the Observer Radio that this could all be a ploy from Orton, and Flair's actually still on his side, and he'll cost Drew at SummerSlam. But he'll never see it coming because he thinks Flair's been punted in the head. But we never saw Flair get punted in the head, so who knows? Yeah, we literally won't see it coming because the lights will go off. Yeah, but I think that it, I don't think Alvarez is is mad. He could be right, but I think it's more just them finding a way around the mm. Flair thing. <clears throat> so Ross, uh, aside from Alvarez, is saying it's a ploy from Randy Orton. <laughs> uh, what do you think? Uh, Randy Orton's new evil goblin head is fantastic. That close-up camera shot they did of him on the ramp. Did you see it? Unbelievable. Evil bastard. Um, yeah, I, I actually think there's a strong chance that it is all a ruse. And at SummerSlam, Ric Flair sauntered down low below Drew, maybe, and that's how Orton might win. I don't want to see that, but I think that's what might happen. If there's ever, ever a time to put the world title on Orton, it's now because he's on fire. But yeah, as Jack said, the, I love the emotion of the promo and... Oh, it got you in the fields, didn't it, when Ric Flair was crying? He does a good cry, doesn't he, Ric Flair? Best crier in the game. <laughs> oh, absolutely. The dirtiest crier in the game. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're like a son to me, Randy. David Flair watching the back. Oh, you want to see crying, do you? <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. 
But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. But I I didn't think it was... Well, I wasn't emotionally invested in it because Flair and Orton aren't a thing. It's just, oh, here's an old dude with Orton for a bit. But I'm really enjoying Orton and McIntyre on the mic going at it. But it, to me, it was like, I can't believe Orton turned on Flair. I, I could believe it. It was very believable. Yeah, it was. So I'm enjoying their work. This was like, all right, well... Okay, it was really emotional when the lights went out. AW Dynamite, woohoo. The Dark Order attacked the Bucks before their tag match and looked to have it won after isolating Nick. But Nick pulls out a roll-up and gets a big victory for his team. And this is Tag Team Appreciation Night, by the way. So we're appreciating tag teams. Uh, MGF does another campaign speech, slating Moxley, whose music hits. MGF sends his entourage into the crowd to cut him off, but Moxie comes out the entranceway and beats up MGF. What are your feelings on these segments, Ross? Uh, first, well, the first thing that comes to my mind is the fact that nobody must have told MGF that Ambrose... Sorry, Ambrose? Bloody hell, that's a throw. <gasps> Moxley. Lawsuit. I'm very sorry. Moxley had already been promoted as a peer, and he started going, well, your hero, dictator John, is not, not going to be here. So that was a bit weird. Uh, Tony Khan, when he got on screen, <laughs> that's just popped in my mind as well. He was like... In the background of shot there, I don't know what he was looking at. Maybe he was just shocked at seeing himself on screen or something like that. Or like, Mom, I'm on the telly. Would have been fantastic. Um, I thought it was a bit of a shame to see one young buck beat the Dark Order. Like, I thought the Dark Order could have done with a, a big win there. Especially yeah. with only one buck in the ring. Don't know what Jack makes of that. Uh, I, I know what you mean, but I thought the match was really fun. There were some really nice bits. Grayson is absolutely out of this world. He's so good. I know that he has been for years as, like, play a dose and all that but he's so good he, he's I want him to get a TNT title shot against Cody and beat him and give him the big belt as well yeah until then you just have to be happy with Brody Lee challenging Cody and I didn't realise this because I try to let zone out whenever Brody Lee appears on screen in AEW at the minute but someone said oh they've literally booked Cody versus the Vince McMahon knockoff oh no and I went oh yeah Oh, no. <coughs> it was symbolism. He was mad. <laughs> so, great. Also, I didn't realise this. Uh, a, with the bit backstage when they're going towards the ring of MJF, MJF and Lee Johnson bit was a callback to NXT when MJF was serving as Samojo's security guard and Joe shoved him to the wall. Oh. So, it's almost some good stuff in AEW if you can get around the fact that they love talking about WWE every five seconds. Do you like the new title? Uh, yeah, the finish title, sorry. Yeah, they, they sprinkled some gold on it. It's I think it nice. trapped me. Yeah. Oh, right. Oh, okay. But always, it's like, oh, we'll be finished later on, and it just looks like the gold, and it's like, oh, okay. A bit of glitter and art classics. Yeah. It's like when you've... Put some pasta shapes around it. 
It's like when you've done your homework and the teacher says, is this is this all, the whole essay? And you're like, no, no, sorry, no, I've not. And then you've got to add like an extra paragraph on and it's crap. Yeah. But it's still, I think it looks better though. I think it's an improvement. You're right. I don't know what I was expecting exactly. It's when I say it'll be, it's, it's not finished, you go, wow. And then you watch it and go, well, that's, that's a finished belt, yeah. The main belt cool. is so good. The world title is so good. And the other two, oh, oh the tag belt's good. They're, yeah, they're quite nice. Yeah. Yeah. The women's one and the TNT one. It's such a shame. Well, that's okay. You don't see the women's one very often. <laughs> uh, speaking of moving on from WWE stuff, uh, Mike Chioda is the referee for the next match with Cody defending the shiny new belt against Scorpio Sky in a match that's been built up on AW Dark. Cody gets the win, but there's a lot of talk and commentary of his overconfidence and banged up ribs. After the match, Brody Lee appears in the Tron, and I've already done that bit. Whoops, sorry about that. Uh, nice seeing Scorpio Sky doing a singles run, though. Not sure, is Kaz out? And Daniel's just old, or Kaz was there. He was yeah, watching was one watching. of the other matches. Yeah, it was weird. He was watching from a distance, like all the people at the Fozzy concert. <laughs> I've seen his new name now as Jerichovid. Oh, like that's a good one. And he's it was he was insisting that no, they only sold it thirty five percent full. Plenty of rooms for people to social distance. Masks were given out and everything. Yeah, okay. And then all the photos of people hold together going, yeah, smash mouth. Oh, yes, yeah, smash Just mouth. saying. And the reason why we bring this up is, of course, Newcastle upon time in the news. And a positive reason this time, because we've had the open air concert this week, only a few days ago, where everyone was in little, we call them, not booths, but little pods. scaffolding pods. Yeah, sure, we'll go with that. It was Sam Social Fender, distancing. wasn't it? Bloody Sam. It was. Samuel. Good old Sam. Bastard. <laughs> why do you hate well, him? My last fancy's him. Oh. She, she denies it, but you can tell. You can tell. He's a good-looking lad. Yeah. You know. He's a Bruce Springsteen rip-off, like, but whatever. It doesn't matter. Whatever. Not even bitter. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Omega and Hangman defend the tag titles against Jurassic Express. Before we get tag team appreciation night with The Books, FDR, Rock and Roll Express, and Arnon Tully. Did you see the photos of this, by the way, on Twitter, where they've used some weird Photoshop, like, remove all the edges stuff on the Rock and Roll Express, and it looked terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> They're supposed to have wrinkles. They're in their 60s. Smooth skin, Ricky Morton. Ooh. <laughs> Tully Blanchard uh, doesn't put anybody over because he's Tully. Had a boy. He points out that nobody here is a champion and argues of Arno over the Cody versus Spears feud from last year. Spears come out just in time for a brawl. Started when Ricky Morton punches Tully. The books break up the brawl, leaving FTR alone in the ring with the Rock and Roll Express, whom they destroy. The champs come out to check on the veterans, and Hangman Page is shocked that his new pals would do such a thing. And before going to that, what a bump from the 63-year-old Ricky Morton. RVD style, yeah. right off his mullet. <laughs> We shouldn't be shot. Last time he was on Dynamite, he was doing Canadian Destroyers, wasn't he? And Suicide Dives, yeah. <laughs> he's crazy. Yeah, 63 years young. He's the one who always got beaten up, and he's the one who can still run around. God. There's no justice Jokes, for Robert. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hikaru Shida beats the debuting Heather Monroe. Don't blink and you'll miss it. And then Orange Cassidy wins the rematch, the seven grand rematch against Chris Jericho, despite Jericho attempting to sway Mike Chioda. And I don't know the story. Was this working on real stuff for the third or fourth time this episode of AEW Dynamite or something that happened to WWE when Jericho was saying that he helped save Chioda's job? Was that a real story or something I'm missing? I don't know. 
Maybe. Oh, well, I'll just know that it didn't happen. And Jericho looked all right here doing some stuff he used to do and looked really bad, uh, not knowing how to take dragon screw leg whips, at least consistently forgetting how to do it. And then that rolled oh, up for the finish. He was many. He was many take them normally, was he? Well, he took one, and then it looked like they were going, "All right, let's do that again." And then he went the wrong way again. He kept and then going Jericho backwards. Was saying something like, "Don't do that again." Because uh, he how about uncom- any other move other than a dragon screw? They hit it well on commentary because Taz was saying that it was a modified one and it hurt the leg more and stuff. And I was like, "Oh, yeah, it might be." Oh, so see, I'd, Taz, what what a commentary master! Uh, he, he totally he wiggity worked me there. I thought it was deliberate. He, he did really that to did. me on Twitter the other day. Do you see it? When yeah. he like, when the, the entire AEW roster were Fulham fans all of a sudden. <laughs> Just huh. when Fulham had their playoff final. So I was like, Taz, can you provide me with your thoughts on Facundo Sava, please? <laughs> Famed uh-huh. Fulham FC player from like the early noughties with his mask and whatnot. And Taz just copied and pasted his Wikipedia bio. Just replied, fantastic. I love Taz, me. He tried to save the roll-up at the end, didn't he, by going, it's a, uh, it's a mousetrap. It's a mousetrap. That's its official name. <laughs> was Jericho Well, good. That's what commentators are supposed to be doing, by the way. Yeah. I mean, if it was AEW Dark, they'd be laughing at it. But on AEW Dynamite, like, no, it's, it's the main event, lads. Jericho was meant to roll forwards, wasn't he? I think so, yeah. Yeah. He was a sausage roll by the end of it. Bloody <clears> hell. <throat> anyway, any other thoughts on AEW Dynamite or that main event? Uh, oh, there was a bit that I wanted to talk about and I can't remember it now. Oh, Ortiz and Santana putting the best friend's gear in the shower. Oh. You horrible men. Fair in retribution. <laughs> that was Actions like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then NXT. Oh, Matthew, sorry. Did you see that this is one for bloody botchamania when you do your next one? So did you see the commercial break with Sammy Guevara? I did see yes, that. Yes, yes, yes. Did that you see this one? That was awesome. Is that where the guy like got a minute left? And yeah, he went first. He, he went, went minute left. No, no, fifteen seconds. Minute, and he gets Sammy. What? Like, and he's like, "Why got so many signs, mate?" And then he's like, "Have you run out of signs?" And he goes, "Yep." Yeah. And he goes, yeah. "Oh, you said I had fifteen seconds." And he's like, "No, not yet." It's <laughs> like, what? <laughs> so Sammy has to start because it's you can still like grinning, like, "What do you mean?" Yeah, yeah. You're an idiot. You give me the wrong direction. <laughs> and he's like. Keep vamping, keep vamping, Sammy. And Sammy's like, uh, just starts ripping up the signs. I'm going to throw a chair at you. <laughs> and then NXT, Karrion Cross beats Danny Birch, the governor, with ease. And Keith Lee comes out and signs a contract for their match, agreeing not to touch Cross until take hour. Cross signs and Scarlett gives the contract back to Keith and fire comes out of it. Whoa. So has Cross got magic powers, or was this something that I've missed? Or everyone's got magic powers these days, man. Jeff Hardy oh, had magic one. powers in that barroom brawl, didn't he? Making his face change and his eyes pop out and back in. You've got me there, Ross. Yes. Did you not see it? No, 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 no. You're, you're right, though. You're right. Everyone does have magic power. It came for And there's a polar bear now. I saw it on the floor. I was like, "What's that?" And it was a polar bear. Good times. Whose is it? Is it- Probably Tom's. He loves a loves a toy, doesn't he? You'll get anything hour high. <laughs> oh, it's a lad. He's there. It's a oh, f- uh, look! Look at him! Look how agile he is. He hasn't Copied aged a day. <laughs> You'll graph him all right. Yeah, he's fine. Absolutely fine. That sounded needlessly threatening. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> well, I'll be good. Drake Maverick faces Killian Dane. Like, oh, this is nice. It could be a 
UK or Irish match. That probably happened years ago. It doesn't matter. The Undisputed Era interfere and take out both men. Cole calls out Pat McAfee. And that's it. Now, an unnamed... Short, short EG himself. An unnamed member of the Cultaholic staff. Who's not? He's not on camera, so no one will really know who he is, but I'll keep his name a secret anyway. Shared a picture with me and Ross in our chat of the Undisputed Era all stood in the ring doing their thing, and he went, it looks like fans at Access. It looks like four fans at Access. <laughs> I was like, whoa. Yeah. No, it doesn't. I, I disagreed, because they're all very handsome lads, and they don't look like just average Joes. Yeah, but when WWE makes them all sync up, like they're the effing Nitro girls, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Undisputed Era. Like, uh. Yeah, like yeah, of course they're gonna look like that, and I'm sick of the sight of them. That's why he did the I same through NXT. The same lad once did say to me that he doesn't like his wrestlers to look like underwear models. He prefers like Magnum TA style, strategic muscle, as Arn Anderson would put it. He also <laughs> campaigned for the return of steroids to pro wrestling. He did as well. That picture of he, he was he was on one a bit. He was on one a bit today. Yeah, yeah, he was. He also used the word brother a lot, which I was a bit surprised about. Yeah. And every sentence, Matthew, was brother this, brother that, brother the other. Oh. Okay. I'll tell you who it is after. Are we doing, like, doing hints like who it could no, be? No, Wait no, no. We'll move on. Uh, Santos Escobar beats Tyler Breeze. And this is as far as I got with NXT this week. I really like his entrance. Because they pan up. Is that the right term? Maybe not. And like wait for the beat to drop. And then it's Titantron appears. And he's like, Santos Escobar. And that's, that's a, it's a good look. I like that attention detail. He and his stable beat down Breeze and Fandango until Isaiah Scott, Isaiah Scott, don't give me any names to read out ever, runs out for the save. And then Mayim beats Indy Hartwell and Bronson Reed beats Damian Priest. I'm sorry, I didn't realize that those are three separate things. They're all together yeah, I on just, my notes. I had to just run them together, I think, because it was good. It sounds good, though, because it's like, oh, my God, then Mayim had a oh, <laughs> the Damian Priest. <clears throat> nice that Bronson Reed's getting a push. Uh, any thoughts on that stuff that just happened there, Jack? Uh, I'm just a, a big fan of Santos Escobar and I have been since I was first aware of him in Lucha Underground so I hope they do stuff with him and I hope they make him really cool guys Do you like his entrance as well? Yes I do I do It's one of those things that I was subconsciously aware of but now that you've said it I'm like oh yes they do yeah Yeah uh, Alia and Mercedes Martinez win one for the Robert Stone brand woohoo Rhea Ripley and Martinez brawl after the match, and Shorty Blackheart comes out to help chase the heels off. I didn't get this far. Is she in her tank? I can't remember. You'd remember. She wasn't <laughs> in her tank. And then Cameron Grimes. Here we go, lads. What a way to end this bit. Cameron Grimes wins a triple threat match against Kushida and the mystery dude, because, of course, uh, not Dexter doing that stupid flip that apparently was supposed to get excited about has actually injured himself doing yes. so which I'm not saying is a positive thing at all. I'm just saying that the fact they did that and then they edited the hell out of it. It's a shame that went for nothing. So the returning guy is Velveteen Dream, which is funny because I'm pretty sure I saw at least three or four different wrestlers on Twitter screenshotting the DMs. And I'm pretty sure I don't have some sort of VIP Twitter and a lot of other people saw him as well. Don't know what to say about that. Well, I do, but it's all negative. So, any of the thoughts there, sensible Ross? Uh, I haven't seen NXT, so that new, that is news to me. What you've just said there. Uh, oh, I've, you didn't know Velveteen Dream was there? No, I, I didn't have a clue. He's, oh. a, he's a heel now. 
He's got a blonde goatee. Uh, yeah, we know. Yeah, but he is. No, uh, no, no, no. Might be the... <laughs> yeah. He's, his, his character's a heel, and he, he slapped someone, I can't remember who. Was it Bala? No. Who was the third person in the match with Grimes and Dream? Oh, uh, Kushida. He slapped Kushida. Uh, Dream, Dream, sorry. Dream slaps Kushida, turning heel, uh-huh, as a stare down with Finn Balor. They'll yeah. face each other next week. Yeah, that was it. Mm. Mm. Is Keith Lee blind? <laughs> uh, he was at the start of this with the fire. And he was going, I saw that picture. That's only bit of, I saw the gif of the book, which I'm sure would be a gif that lives forever now. Uh, and like, Mia Yim was backstage with Cotton Buds, wasn't she, on his eyes? That'll help. That's, that's only bit I saw. I uh, he's as blind as WWE management uh, when it comes to accusations and stuff. Oh, my God. Just, I, mate, they're there. Just saying there are allegations. I've, I've, been, there. Off, I've been off Twitter for a week, but I'm, I'll, I'll catch up with all the... All the aye. Just saying. Stunning. That was the week in wrestling, yeah. Let's have a rummage in our mailbags. <laughs> and now it's time to have a little look in the mailbag. Number one. Hiya, guys. Hope you didn't spend two hours on British TV from the 90s so you have time to respond to this question. Just kidding. Really love it when you do that, even when I get zero references since I'm not British. Oh, that's nice. I have an ethical case for you guys. Oh, tremendous. Oh, my God. So Randy Savage and that... No. (laughs) It says Randy Savage and that broad. (laughs) All right. right. We're together for some time. Then the mega powers thing happened, and it was obvious she had the hot for the racist guy. Dick moved by him, right? But what if Hogan didn't do anything, waited until they split up, and Savage had a different relationship, and then tried to get a bit friendly with Miss Elizabeth? Long story short, yes, this is a personal question I disguise as a wrestling-related question. Uh-huh. My mate was in a relationship with this girl, cheated on her with another, and is now together with that one. And now me and the original girl are kind of hitting it off already. I feel like I'm in the wrong here since, you know, bro code. But he dumped her, so it's his loss, I guess. Really like her too. If you want to save this one for the big, big, big question. They've actually typed in the big bit. Love it. Please do. Kind regards from Belgium. Jose, there's no dick joke here. Well, that's a funny surname. <laughs> He's from if, Belgium. Wait, uh, if you want to yeah. save it for the big question, can you imagine if we made that the big question? <laughs> Yeah, uh, this guy's like... real name and address should he be cheating on his name? <laughs> yeah, great, perfect. <coughs> Big picture so, of him. Hang on. This is blown up. This is like an agony ant thing now. I like, so I like being an agony ant, yeah. So he's his friend cheated yep. on his girlfriend and then is now going out with the, the new girl that he cheated on her with. Yeah. The person who's written this in is now chatting Courting, away with, yeah. with the old, the, the original girlfriend and, and then he doesn't know whether he's whether he should take things further because it was his mate's ex. But the mate cheated on it, so does he have any right to complain? If Right, okay, I've got it, I've got it, I've got That's it. It's exactly it, Jack. Okay. So what are your thoughts know. on this, Jack? Don't, don't know. <laughs> Seeing as you hang around in dungeons in Durham and that, you might have a different perspective. From <laughs> <laughs> um, it just all... First of all, first of all, right, first of all, let's just set a baseline and say, look... Nobody's got a claim on anybody, blah, 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 that that whole thing. This is purely, I guess, is it on or not? Not is it ethical, because of course it is, because nothing's nothing's yeah. nothing wrong would go on here. But right. Would you do it is the question. Right, 
and it all depends, doesn't it? Because if the friend has been going out with this girl for like two months or something, probably fine. If it's his girlfriend that he's been going out with for five years and you've known her and been friends with the pair of them, then it's very different. So I, I don't know. I really don't know. Also, I think that, what was the name, sorry, the emailer? Well, it's, it's J-O-S-S-E, so I said Jose, that's probably not right. Joss, Jossie Jose, sorry. Jo- Jossie. J-Man, J- J-Dog. Whatever I say, just if do the J- opposite, sorry. <laughs> if, if Big J, d- does he really, does he really, does he really like this, this ex, or is it, is it a case of what you once couldn't have and now, ooh, now she's single? Mm. I don't know, I j- I'm just saying, I'm, I've got really into this, haven't I? Bloody I like you, you're doing Ross thing, the playing tennis with yourself. It's good. You, you, <laughs> yeah, you, you really think about it. But I think a good question is, have you ever been in a position like that? What before? a personal, what a personal, personal question, uh, Matthew. I mean, you don't have to answer if you don't want to. Uh, not that if I can think If you don't answer, we'll, just, we'll know it's yes. But. <laughs> not that I can think of, no. <laughs> Obviously, at uni, when everyone's really close, people, people just end up getting with people who've been with other people. It just happens, doesn't it, when it's a close friendship group with a lot of people. But... I can't think of a specific... No, I've never been in that situation, I can't think. Sorry. That's fine, I forgive you. Okay. Ross. Matthew. Macho Man made his decision. Macho Man moved on. Macho Man can have no complaints. That's my thoughts. (laughs) Thank you, Ross. Saying lots there. Not a problem. But weirdly, no, this analogy is horrible because... Macho Man got back with Miss Elizabeth years later. Oh, yeah. Who's the new girl? Is she... Is yeah, she... why did this guy use Macho Man Hogan? Who's you know, WrestleMania 7 happened, right? Hogan, the Hogan was the one who had the hots for Elizabeth anyway, not the other way around. No, no, Macho yeah, Man yeah. thought that Hogan No, no, he had. did. No, 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 he did. Hogan did. Hogan did. He fancied the pants in your eyes for Elizabeth. That storyline, absolutely groundbreaking. Just tore opinion apart. Oh, Oh, um, Miss Elizabeth appears to have fallen over. Let me pick her up. <laughs> is um, is the new girl in this scenario? Is she Sherry then? Is she in the Sherry role? Well, Sensational no, Sherry. Miss Elizabeth, because no, the new girl, the new, the, the new, new girl, girl would be Sherry, wouldn't he? Yeah, it would be Sherry because Macho Man's moved oh, on to the yeah, new girl. Yeah, mm, yeah. So d- it depends if this guy wants to be a king for forever, Does... or if he wants to reverse. <laughs> yeah, would he be the match? <laughs> <laughs> Does this guy, does does this guy, <laughs> does he consider himself and his friend to be mega powers, oh, as it were? Yeah. Are they that close? Are they are they undefeated? Or, you know. When they meet up in the pub, it's, hey, how you doing, Jose? <laughs> I was going to say, if they've, if they've got a special handshake and bash all of the toot and the will together, then I think it's, I think you want to move on to new, to new time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my word. If there's, if there's, a lack of coke in Belgium because of these two. I mean, you have to think about have, it. Have My they thoughts got, are on this. Wait, have they got a younger? <laughs> have they got a younger, much more massive friend who paints his face, and in a year's time will absolutely batter the Hulk Hogan one and take his belt? That's Ultimate Warrior, there, Matthew. Sorry. Oh, thanks. Let me write that down. <laughs> and then and is suddenly, a... is there a guy that just suddenly switches allegiances to Saddam? <laughs> and is there a zombie man who gets brought back from? <laughs> Yeah, we need more details. Please, please <laughs> ring us next week. Ring us. Send us an email next week. No, come on. Let's keep no, going. Ring us. We can, we, can, we can get this all the way up to Bret Hart. Let's keep going. We can go to Austin. <laughs> Do you have a small Canadian friend? 
who you're made to keep on telling you is going to be as good as you, but you just don't see it. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Question two. Hey, up, lads. Wait, we didn't give him any advice, really. We I, gave him I loads know. of advice. Okay, right, mean? yeah. Great question. Thanks for that. More along those lines in future, please. Everybody. Yeah, please. Look how helpful we were. <laughs> get rid of the Should be all right. Oh. Question two. Hey, up, lads. As of many, I have been watching your stuff from the old name redacted days and have wanted to send a question for a while and then want to repeat others' questions or send something that was weaker than a Shane McMahon punch. Yeah, you're oh. right. Listening to the podcast a few weeks ago, Jack mentioned something uh, watching some wrestling at Temple Leisure Centre when he was younger. Oh, Temple Park. I actually yeah. made my pro wrestling debut at a show at Temple Leisure Centre back in Temple May Park. 2000. It was a show called Mayday Mayhem. And Wolf from the Gladiators was our guest ring announcer. Oh, it wasn't the one I went to then. That's yeah, devastating. You remember I was, that, wouldn't you? My, oh. hopes, my hopes were sky high there. I thought, oh, never mind. I was involved in a singles match against my brother and took part in a Royal Rumble later on the show, during which I took a superplex off the top rope onto a wallpaper pasting table. That didn't break. Oof. But it's the match with my brother that got me thinking. During the match, we planned a false finish where during my comeback, I caught him with a 360 backbreaker. He was going to kick out and then go into the proper finish. However, I actually caught him square between the shoulder blades of the backbreaker and he was unable to kick out during the being stunned. It made me think of some of the best false finishes I've seen over the years. And my favourite one, and possibly the last one I genuinely fell for and hope was real, was Santino Morella at the Elimination Chamber when he hit the Cobra on Daniel Bryan. The arena went nuts for it, and I believe that everyone in the crowd had been suckered in and truly believed Santino was winning the World Championship. My simple question is, what is the best false finish you've seen or the last time you were suckered in by one? Thanks for the great content, lads. Stay safe. All the best. Rob from Stockton on Tees. Thank you very much, Rob. Thank you, Rob. The wrestler that I remember was from Teesside as well. Imagine if that was him. That would be great. It can't have been, though, because that guy won the Rumble. He didn't get slammed onto a oh. wallpaper pasting table. You'd remember that as well, wouldn't you? Uh, Jesus. Anywho. Best false finish. Recently. I mean, there's so many false finishes nowadays, you don't really think about that. Recently, mm. for me, it would probably be in that tag match between the Bucks and Hangman and Omega. There's probably quite a few in that one. But I can't think of a specific one. Yeah, I can't think of a specific one, but when I hear false finish, I think of Kurt Angle. No man kicks out at two and three quarters like Kurt Angle. Nails it every time. Last possible half a quarter, tenth of a second. The classic false finish that everyone talks about is the Taker one, isn't it? In the Hell in a Cell match against Triple H and Shawn Michaels, when That's they super kick him into the pedigree and then, yeah. Yeah, I'd go with that one's a good one. The other one I'd go with, to really go old school, because to remember these things we actually feel emotion Triple H defending the title on Raw against Taka oh, Michinoku oh, with yeah. the APA and you're like wait hang on because oh, Triple H was amazing during this period as me and Tom talked about in the Colorado Classic Smackdown review where he yeah every guy he wrestled from Rikishi to Taz to Jericho it's like oh he's going to win the title lads he's going to win the title and even Taka Michinoku he got a title shot on Raw it's like Wait, is he actually going to... Crossbody off the top, nailed it, APA, Broma, DX, the ringside. It's like, is this going to happen? And it didn't, obviously, but... Yeah. Yeah, for a few seconds, you're like, oh. Park had a similar one with Rollins. I think Rollins got his foot on the ropes. 
Do you remember that one? Yeah. Is that on Raw as well? Yeah, I think that was on Raw, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, one of those 50 matches they gave Pac. Uh, it's like, just go out there and have a great match and do your flips and then lose every time. <laughs> like, why is Pac not getting over? I don't know. We gave him the Apollo Crews push and he's all right. <laughs> yeah. That Santino one, though. Oh. There was a there was a Kofi one in the Elimination Chamber as well, but he said he then went on to win it at WrestleMania. So, but when it, when he it was him and Brian at the end, and you yeah. just wanted Kofi to win so much. Oh, that's a good one. Why did he lose to Brock, man? Everything ruined that polar bear. Oh gone no, in, not the polar bear. It's gone in the cupboard. <laughs> I'm gonna need to remember to get that out by, before I leave this room. Well, it'd be great if the person who owns that comes in at the exact moment. It's like, have you seen my polar bear, Jack? <laughs> anyway. Question number three. Good afternoon to whatever trio of diddlers we have this week. I have been re-watching old episodes of Raw and Smackdown as well as their pay-per-views. Cody Rhodes has been featured heavily during these and I was wondering what Cody's best gimmick is. Through his career, I think that we have about five different gimmicks for him. We have dashing Cody Rhodes, my nose is weird Cody Rhodes, pedophile mustache Cody Rhodes, (laughs) I'm going to copy my brother Cody Rhodes and then of course the Cody Rhodes... We have now the I am AEW Cody Rhodes. I think I lost count there, whatever. Uh, with that in mind, what do you guys believe is the best and worst gimmick? On popular opinion, I think pedophile mustache Cody was super Don't say it again. Don't bring up <laughs> that one again. I'm just reading what it says. Why is he saying, why is he brought, why has he said it again? Why is he said, why, not you, I'm not, why is this guy? I'm assuming it's a guy, it might be a girl, but why have they, why have they done this? I don't oh, know. I'll just say that. on typing pedophile mustache, so I guess I have to keep on saying him. <laughs> Cody was super entertaining and I really dislike his gimmick now. Anyways, thanks so much for being here on a consistent basis every Friday. That's more consistent than my love life. <laughs> well, yeah, every Friday, Jesus. I mean, that is pretty consistent, Bloody mate. hell, what a machine. I mean, but... <laughs> Sincerely, Logan Who isn't going to bother with his last name because it's really difficult to pronounce. Oh, thank you, Logan, my favourite guy forever. <laughs> cheers, cheers for that question, Logan. I'll, I'll be your lover every Friday, Logan, for that. Cheers. So, best and worst, Cody. Uh, I think that's right. Yeah, Dashing Cody did all the... Oh, you only smoke mirrors. My Nose is Weird was the, the mask Raymond, thing, Raymond right? Stereo, yeah. Don't yeah, that say one. the next one again. Uh, mustache Cody Rhodes. Mm-hmm. Velveteen Dream, Mustache Cody Rhodes. Uh, I'm going to copy <laughs> my brother. That was Stardust. And I swear there's another one. Was Rhodes Scholars... Not Road one Scholars, of them. yeah. That, that was, was when he was dashing. Oh, that's yeah. when he was dashing. Right, okay. okay. Is, dash, is dashing and tashing different? Dashing yeah, I and think tashing. <laughs> Limousine riding. <laughs> Slashing and tashing. And Slashing and tashing. <laughs> wasn't there another Cody where he wasn't Stardust? He stopped being Stardust and then he was going to just hang out with his brother. There was that's why I had the New Age Outlaws and the yeah. Shield match. That one. And there was kind of legacy Cody as well. Before all that as oh, well. Oh, no one's picking that. <laughs> Bob they Holly Cody's that. the best one. Bob yes. Holly Cody. When he's riding the little bicycle and all that malarkey. <laughs> I think even even AEW Cody's had a few different... Because he was a bit of a heel at first in the feud with Goldust. And then he was ultra babyface. And now he's, I think he's slowly turning into a heel again. And I can't wait. I don't know. Oh, that was We Have No Plans For You, Cody Rhodes. There's also New Japan Cody Rhodes where he was trying to... He was basically being 
everyone's criticism of Cody Rhodes was he's getting pushed all the time and he doesn't deserve it. And he'd just rock up at the end of an insane title match and be like, I want the next shot. And everyone would just be like, not Cody again. <laughs> and the difference between then and now is absolutely astounding. It's brilliant. Again, won't watch a lot of New Japan, but when Cody was like, ah, was it, was it, was it get revenge from Kenny? Oh, I can't remember now. I'm bigging it up and I forget all the key stuff. He had the match with Kota Ibushi. And was it to prove that he was better than Omega? It's like, Omega, I hate you so much, I'm going to take your boyfriend. <laughs> That's where he dyed his hair blonde. He's like, look, I'm sexy like him. <laughs> That's all I remember the feud being. It's like, ah, I've got him, I've got him. And that's when Ibushi took that crazy bump where he did the crossroads off the apron to the floor. Mm. It's Ibushi, of course he's going to do that. All I, I like that from, period. All I remember from that feud is that everyone on Twitter was just astounded at how handsome that match was and what a handsome off it was. Yeah. The, the Cody, I'm such an alpha male, I'm going to have sex with your boyfriend just because I can. <laughs> what, a, what, a t- what a time. That's my favourite Cody Rhodes. Yeah. <laughs> it's a hell of a thing. Uh, Ross, your thoughts on the Rhodes's? I'll tell you what, mine's a weird one. Mine's when he's with the Ascension. Do you remember that? Oh, my like the, God. They were backstage oh, with the telescopes yeah. and all that, and in the crowd with the stuff. I thought I had great potential. Yeah. That, what a hoot that could have been. But it went nowhere. What a shame. My favourite... Sorry to jump in. I was going to say, like, do you remember the Ascension? Did <laughs> <laughs> like, they turn up on Rowan throwing cinder blocks around? No. Retribution, sorry. My favourite Cody is the one who would make our shows run long because he would cut a long <laughs> promo after every man <laughs> and get someone from the crowd to get him a beer and then neck the beer and... The- <laughs> It was a great laugh, though. I'd rather watch that than wrestling after watching, like, five weeks of wrestling on tour. Great. Right. Five uh, weeks, five days, sorry. No, no, not the code that would go out with the rest of the elite and tease, like, Ireland or Wolverhampton, wherever it was, like, you guys might get the AEW pay-per-view. And everyone, we're not, but thanks for saying it. <laughs> he said that Newcastle was his second home once or something. <clears throat> right. It's like when I was a kid and Green Day said that England was the official home of Green Day. And I was like, no, you're lying to me, Green Day. Don't say that. <sighs> well, that's all the talk of uh, moustaches and things. Thank you very much for those questions. You can, of course, send your own questions, dilemmas, agony ant questions, whatever you feel like. Knock your socks off. Send Got them to we- mailbag at cultaholic.com. Got a weird spot on your ball? Send it in. No, don't, don't, don't. No, 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 never mind. No. Jack the Jobber <laughs> at Cultaholic.com. <laughs> Time for some Reese's Pieces, I think. Hello, Mafu, Jack, Ross, and Puppet Jack. Oh, good times. With NXT TakeOver Triple X coming up, I thought I'll give you some great TakeOver matches to choose between for Reese's Pieces. There's a lot of these, so you can pick and choose which ones you want to use, just in case it's too long. Thanks for the consistent content, lads. AJ Lawrence. I think I Thank know you. him on Twitter. Hello, AJ. Thank you, AJ. Oh, is there a lot, and... like, is there, is there loads? Bloody, I think. Bloody hell, I can't find the bottom. Yeah, all right. <laughs> okay, well, we'll do it until we get sick of it. I think we'll just call it by ear. Um, so, Reese's Pieces, fastest thought first. We'll go Ross, Jack, Mafu. And there we go. Sasha Banks versus Bailey, NXT Women's Championship. NXT take our Brooklyn one, or Alistair Black versus Adam Cole Extreme Rules match. NXT take our Philadelphia. Bailey Sasha, Bailey Sasha, Bailey Sasha. I don't remember what the, the Black 
cold one. Yeah. That's one where he broke his finger, right? He cut his hand wide open. Oh, he cut his hand. That's what he was bleeding loads. Yeah. That's he the also took the, He also took a like a like a Death Valley driver on the back on the pointy chairs. Yeah, that's what, he did the necro butcher spot. It was nasty. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. CZ dub. Keith Lee versus Dijak for the NXT take uh, NXT North American Championship uh, take out Portland or Champa versus Dream uh, NXT take our War Games 2018 Portland the the second one but Portland Portland <laughs> and I'll skip the rest involving a certain individual Champa's done no <laughs> <laughs> the revival versus DIY two out of three falls match oh. It's oh, going to take some beating. Or the six-man ladder match. No. New Orleans. Five-star Lars, you mean? <laughs> oh, no, it's, it's two, 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 two out of three falls, isn't it? The, yeah, the tag match for me as well. Oh, mate. I'll say the ladder one just because it was the only thing I remember EC3 doing in WWE. He took all the bumps in that match. He did. And then that was it. Uh, skipping... Gargano versus Champa, Chicago Street Fight, Chicago 2, or Charlotte Flair versus Ripley versus Io Shirai, take our in your house. The Street Fight for me. Was the Street Fight the second one or the third one in the trilogy? In my mind, it's the second one. I'll yeah, go I the second so one. Last well. Man Standing yeah, right. was the uh, third one, right? Yeah. Yes, yeah. right. I'll go, I'll go for the second one then, because that was I was still on board with the feud then. Yeah, I agree with what you said. Uh... Cole versus Gargano, NXT take our XXV. Balor versus Owens, ladder match, Brooklyn one. God, I feel sorry for the Brooklyn one one. Imagine coming after Bailey and Sasha. They're the twenty five mm. one. First one. Uh, I'm gonna go for the second one because I think I preferred the first Cole Gargano, the one over WrestleMania weekend I preferred. So I'll go for I'll go for the ladder match. Ladder match, I'm sick of Cole Champa versus Black for the NXT title. Phoenix. Did that happen? Or Ricochet versus Adam Cole for the NXT North American Championship. Take our Brooklyn four. I can't remember the first one at all. What happened? When was that? Phoenix one. I think Royal Rumble weekend one, yeah? This year? Did Champa win by nefarious means? I can't remember that. That's set up. Wow, must must have been a great match. Can't even remember it. Um, Second one then by default. Yeah, the second one is it when he super kicks him upside down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, why not? Yeah, Almas versus Gargano, NXT Takeover Philadelphia, or Team Champa versus Undisputed Era War Games. That's the second War Games. Yes. No. Third one. Yes. Third one. Third one. Twenty nineteen. Yeah, third one. Third one. Oh, so, is it? Yeah, yeah. Bloody hell, sorry. Because there's, yeah, there's not been one this year yet. Yes, it's it is 2020. Yeah, yes, yeah, thank you. Yeah, not that one then, the other one. <laughs> yeah, I'll go for the... Uh, the. What was the other match, sorry? First Almas one? versus Gargano. Oh, that, oh, that one. Yeah. That one. Yeah, I'll go with that one. Uh, da, 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 da. AOP versus DIY versus Revival. Oh, I was there for that one. Triple Threat Elimination at Orlando. Or Charlotte versus Banks. Take our... Uh, evolution first one yeah the tag match yeah Sanity versus Undisputed Era versus AOP and Roderick Strong in War Games okay. I think that was 2018 or Walter versus Tyler Bate oh, take Walter. our Cardiff oh yeah, yeah. Cardiff Cardiff yeah. 
nothing compares. I'll do one more because these are starting to get a bit similar. Uh, and it's amazing some of these I don't remember from recent ones. Let's look for a loved one. Ah, oh, here we go. A Walter one. Pete Dunn versus Tyler Bate. NXT Takeover Chicago. Oh, Volta versus Pete Dunn. Take our New York. Oh, you bastard. I'm going. Bate Dunn. I am going to go. That is so solid, crew. That's so hard. Um, I'll go for. Mm. I'll go for the Walter one because Bate and Dunn could have that match in their sleep and probably have done. But the Walter one was a little bit different. It was like the old school massive heel winning. It was cool. Uh, Walter, because Walter was in it. Thank you very much for those questions, AJ Lawrence. And if you have any of the Reese's pieces to send to us, you can. Don't worry. Please, please, please head over to mailbag at collect.com and send us your pieces made of Reese's. It's Cultaholics. Wow. What a good podcast. Like it is usually every week. Something last week that was really good. Not a great a podcast. Good, a good podcast. Yeah, you know it? what? That was crap. Let's do that again. No, 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 no. Explain, <laughs> no, no. explain oh, yourself. Was, no. why, was, why was this a markdown on previous weeks, Matthew? Oh, no reason. I'm just reading the YouTube comments. <laughs> just saying. Anyway, the big question this week is, just for the hits it gets on YouTube, will Big Dom beat Seth Rollins at SummerSlam? That's right. Well, well, it's the Big Dom. Dom, 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 Dom. It's been interesting seeing the development of Dom from a little embryo, SummerSlam 2005, where he was only a briefcase. And now he's a, a proper wrestler almost. He's getting beaten around like one, and now he's going to have a proper match with a proper wrestler. against Seth Rollins, he's got a more prestigious match than Adam Cole. <laughs> Amazing. What do you think, Jack? I thought you were going to say he's got a more prestigious match than Pat McAfee. <laughs> Oh, I should have. Yeah, but that's not very nice because I'm a big big fan of Adam Cole, so I shouldn't say that. This, for me, is a big head versus heart scenario, Matthew. My head says that Rollins is going to win, but my heart desperately wants Big Dom to pull out the victory for his dad and for himself and for his family and for his culture. There you go. So, uh, oh no, I don't think he'll win. I think Rollins will batter what? him. I think, sorry, I think Rollins will batter him. I forgot the, I forgot the very nature of the question. Yeah, Rollins will, well, Rollins will win. Yeah. Cool. What about you, Ross? I think Dom will get his own back on Sethy Poo and beat the living bejesus out of him, even more so than they already did, uh, and get the win that way. Get a few welts on Seth's lovely muscular torso. I don't know why I went pervy with that, but I did. Um, yeah, I think yeah. It is nice and muscular, isn't it? Oh, lovely. Um, yeah, uh, stop me talking, Matthew. Yes, he will. <laughs> no, carry on. Carry on, please, Ross. Maybe I should turn the, the light into red and seductive. Hang on. Yes. <coughs> Which wheel's this? Get, this get the dimmer switch. Oh, there we are. No, no, no. Now it's Dracula. Where's the red on this one? Oh, where? Where, where, where this? Christopher Lee. <laughs> No. Oh, I'm All right, now you look like answer, will you? now you look like Big Dom's back after Raw. <laughs> answer, Matthew, will you? Nah. Oh yeah, who do you think is going to win? Oh god, I just looked at myself after looking at you, and I look all grayscale, bloody hell. <laughs> but this is normal colour. 
I'm going to get these Philips Hue lights. They're astonishing. I like a Christopher Nolan film by comparison. All right. I am looking forward to seeing this match. I said this earlier in the podcast, but generally excited to see what's going to happen. We had that really hot Lesnar versus Ray match where Dom came in. It was only, what, five minutes? Or it felt like it was five minutes. And it was awesome because, mate, we should have had that as the, the other guy's question about false finishes. Ray and Lesnar mm. at Survivor Series. Yeah, oh, perfect. Yeah. There we go. It all comes together in the end. So, yeah, interesting to see what happens there. And the idea that either Seth Rollins going to get beat up and we're going to hear those ah, noises that were so fun of laughing at. It's going to sound like a zoo. We're having a bad time. Or Dom's going to get beat up again. It's win-win. It's fantastic. And Murphy will be there. He's great. I feel, yeah. like, I feel like Dom will beat him up, but I feel like Seth will still win. I feel like he'll pull it out of the bag. I can see that. To set up the tag match at their next show. But I feel like Dom Ray will Ray and f- Dom versus huh. Murphy and Mini Murphy. I feel like... Seth probably going to win, but Dom will land a few shots on his lean, muscular torso. Oh, Isn't it fantastic when he has some chest hair? Yeah, yeah, it looks really good. It looks really good as well. More wrestlers should do that. Zack Ryder grew a bit of chest hair for for, uh, AEW. Drew McIntyre went to different daddy levels, didn't he, with his (laughs) chest hair? Yeah. Apparently, was he... Old daddy claymores they have on T-shirts now. (laughs) Was he... (laughs) But they really... Hi. <laughs> what? Is yeah, that it's real? a T-shirt. WWE sells like Daddy Claymore. Daddy Claymore. No. All right, look, Daddy I'm going to be gullible. I'm going to be no. incredibly gullible and Google no. it. It's, it's there. Ne- next Daddy Claymore T-shirt. Guess what Matthew's shirt. wearing next week on the podcast. <laughs> Talk less Claymore. Oof. There's a Daddy click. People mention me and it's saying, oh, Ross, they must have nicked your idea. Even though everyone calls him Daddy Drew. Everyone calls him Daddy Drew. Nothing's coming up. Oh, no. Oh, give over. No, wait, all right. Oh, no, there we go. You know what? I tried to avoid typing in Daddy and Drew McIntyre, and that's such shirt. (laughs) My God, you're actually right. Big Daddy Claymore. Is that just Big Daddy Claymore. Big Daddy Claymore. I mean, the big is implied anyway by calling yourself Daddy. You can't call him Big Daddy. Not to a a UK wrestling fan. Oh, well. Why have we got under... Big with... Dommy Claymore. <laughs> there we go. Back to the question. I'm what's, just yeah, what's, what's Dom's shirts going to say? Like, It's just got to be don't get, don't get Dom with the shaven Dom Mysterio like that. Yeah. It's going to say, if you're going to be Dom, you got to be tough. <laughs> I want to think of one. If you go Dom to the woods today. Oh. <sighs> Mate, you, 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 you're Dom with the sickness. <laughs> have you seen can, do you watch Community Matthew uh, a bit of it my favourite character is the Dean uh, and his Dean puns get more and more bad as it goes on and I feel like that's what's happened to me here like when he comes in dressed as Tina Turner and he's like what's Dean got to do with it and it's like how oh, Dean that's my that's what I've just done there I'll think of a better one you don't have to <laughs> uh Oh, God. No, it's gone. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. One hour 46. (laughs) Grinds to a halt. (laughs) No, I can do it. No, I can't. I can't. It's fine. It'll make you run out of steam. I've run out of steam. Yeah, I've run out of steam. You run out of steam, Matthew? Aye. It's fine to admit sometimes. It is, isn't it? 
So, <laughs> what a podcast it was. We're glad you were here to en- endure all of it. Jack, what have you got coming up on the Cultaholic YouTube? Um, just all the usual stuff, really. Uh, mine and Owen's Twitch stream is continuing. The Football Manager one, Saving Sunderland, every Wednesday from 6pm. Still doing Wrestlers of the Week. If you haven't seen Wrestlers of the Week today yet, it will be out on the channel by the time this goes out. But it's a double episode because I missed last week. And that's it, I think. Ross? A tier ranking thing to be confirmed. Because apparently there was a schedule made for everyone to follow, but I was on holiday and missed it. So I was thinking, I don't have to do a tier list this week. It's I've fine. not seen Oh, no. I've not seen there it. On the set. Oh, it's oh. there on the, the schedules. Oh, oh. oh, no. Have I missed it? Bloody hell. Oh. <laughs> so there'll be a tier list, but I don't know what it is yet. Everything's okay. <laughs> and I am not doing much of note, but New Legacy Inc. are doing their annual uh, charity streams for Canadian Cancer thing got the name of it but the point is uh, money's going for a charitable cause that will be doing all day sunday is it so the rumbles that they in. do it is the rumbles yes, yes. i've never watched I've one. Up some of the official ones but i'm I've gonna dip in and out of that because it sounds good 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 cause yeah. as well always a laugh they're very good lads mm-hmm. happy for their success happy for the work that they do some wrestlers and famous people will be showing up according to them uh, i'm not sure i'm supposed to say who they are you'll have to tune in and find out there you go i'm gonna guess one of them and I can cut this out. We can cut this out if needed. But is one of them Matthew Gregg? No. Oh, you're not. No, I've got plans oh. that I've got plans. Oh. That I'm sorry. <laughs> wow. Thanks, oh, Jack. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, you should check it out. But Matthew, the arsehole, won't be. <laughs> but we thank you for checking us out. As a reminder, patreoncom cultaholic for the Hall of Fame and mailbag at cultaholic.com for all your general questions and theories and general things you want to share with us. But right now it's the end of the podcast, so as always, if you'd like to put your hand near the camera, oh not touching God, the camera, that'll be weird. Well. And on a count of three, do what we always do, which is one, two, three, join us. Join us. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. <laughs>